call it. Hello, I'm your co-host Digital Jeff and welcome to the Colin with Colin show where you get to call in from anywhere in the world and ask Colin Wayne some questions. On the first episode, we got the one and only Rob Perry. You might not know or heard of him because he's the guy behind the scenes. Uh, he was a former cop turned into one of the top media buyers in the world. He's an online social media marketing guru. And he's got some questions today that are not really pertaining to business, but they're pertaining to what's happening today in society, in our community. So I wanted to make sure I bring Rob on the show. Rob, welcome. You're on the show. What is your first question? Just had a couple of questions for you today. My brother is serving in the, the military as an MP. Um, and I know that you also were, were in the army as an MP as well. He's currently overseas um, dealing with everything over there at the moment. What advice would you have for somebody like that over there, especially with their first deployment? Because I believe you've done three tours. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. So I've done uh, three tours of duty. Um, so first off, love... You know, if you, next time you talk to your brother, tell him I said thanks for his service. And MPs lead the way, uh, which is kind of our slogan with being a military police officer. So uh, my advice for anybody that's first deploying, um, it's going to be different. Like when I went to Iraq, it was completely different than Afghanistan, the terrain, the environment, everything. The uh, deployment to Egypt for Operation Bright Star was completely different. Um, with you know it being 2021, the drawdown, now we've ended officially the war. He's at a very challenging time where there's unknowns and variables that I never endured. Um, you know, I, I would say typically, if it's a normal deployment, is to find something that can help you pass the time. So for me, it was like working out. Um, and that was kind of my challenge to myself. Some people people picked up like playing guitar, some people played video games, something that's kind of getting your mind off of war in general. Um, my advice to someone in today's state, like your brother that's overseas, is uh, we said this when I did over 100 plus combat missions, complacency kills. And so what I mean by that is the minute that you continue to do the same thing over and over and over again, you start to become consciously uh, and in subconsciously like uh, not aware of your surroundings or you're not as concerned because nothing has happened before. But be vigilant. Be aware of everything and trust what you can see and honestly what you can't. Uh, Iraq, you know, it was a different type of warfighter that we were fighting against. It was more of guerrilla warfare. It was V-bids, vehicle-borne IEDs. Uh, they, would, they would plant IEDs into uh, cows. We would, they would put them in tires on the side of the road. Um, think of like MSR Tampa was a highway that ran uh, between like uh, Kuwait and all the way past Iraq and you know past Baghdad. I would go up and down this this highway, and um, there was a lot of like uh, there was constant concerns. And what I would just say is be vigilant. At the end of the day, he's you know who knows who know, honestly nobody really knows how long at this point he's going to be over there. Um, 
My assumption is he hasn't been over there too long with this drawdown, everything happening, at least at the, today's era. Um, today, as we're filming this, it's uh, September 8th, I think, 2021. So with what's going on, it's a little bit challenging, but just complacency kills. So be vigilant, be aware. Um, and we're praying, praying for every, all the troops over there right now. So. 100%, 100%. No, that's awesome. Um, I'm excited to share this with him because I think that will mean a lot. It'll probably mean a lot to the guys he's with as well. Um, it, you kind of mentioned some of the, you know, kind of different threats that you dealt with over there. You know, you mentioned IEDs and cows and tires and, on the side of the road. Um, something I've heard a lot about and I'm very curious of what he's experiencing over there is sort of the terrain in that area. I know Afghan, yeah. Afghanistan is very mountainous. So yeah. what was your experience with that over there and how did that change the way in which you guys, I don't know, uh, operated? Yeah, great question, man. So Iraq was super flat. We drove Humvees up armored 1151s from place to place. In Afghanistan, we flew into Bagram, which Bagram, they shut down. And I think that was one of the dumbest mistakes the military um, could have made uh, is shutting down Bagram, which is the largest base in Afghanistan to get people in and out. Uh, so handing that over is absolutely horrible. But the biggest challenge was logistically getting from place to place wasn't as easy as just driving a truck. So everything had to be done by primarily like uh, Blackhawks and Apaches and different helicopters, Chinooks, to go from place to place. I never, uh, I, I never went from base to base in a Humvee. It was always flying uh, because it is so mountainous. What most people don't think about, they hear war in the Middle East, uh, they, they associate Iraq and Afghanistan to that same war in the Middle East. Afghanistan's actually um, not even in the Middle East technically. It's, it's a part of, um, part of Asia. So Afghanistan is extremely cold. Um, when I was there in 2000, early 2012, it was one of the worst winters that they had ever seen in like 30 years. And in the month of January, they only had 11 flights that could come into Af uh, to, to Bagram. Um, which means uh, coming in or like going to another base. Uh, I would say like the terrain is, a lot of people have heard about fighting seasons in Afghanistan. That terminology in Iraq didn't really exist. The reason is Afghanistan is so mountainous and cold and it's hard to move from place to place that the fighting seasons were basically when the ice melted, they would go from Pakistan into Afghanistan um, and start fighting, you know, that, that is their fighting season. Now, where I was in a small province called Paktika, which is right on the Pakistan border, um, you could see the mountains from where I was. Like, uh, the challenge that we had was, um, even during winter, when it's not a fighting season, they're right on that border, and they would just shoot rockets into our base all the time. Uh, we went we went like 42 days straight of being rocketed. Our base was very small. We had only like 90, 90 92 people on the base total, two platoons and some support. Um, and our base got overran twice while I was there, like Taliban on our side of the wire. Um, they shut down the base, it was very dangerous. We had, um, I think nine people get killed total. Would you think 92 people, it's 
almost 10 percent it's crazy so but i would say like the war fighters i mentioned that a few minutes ago between the difference of iraq and afghanistan what i've noticed is afghanistan they don't give a f they do not care they will they will they, like they'll attack your base and just pull out a pistol and shoot you in the head it happened on my base to um a captain that was there and i don't want to go into it i met his kids and his wife and it put like another perspective for me about you know when you know somebody and you know now you meet their family for the first time and they're they're his son and his daughters having to raise up without him man that hits home it's a different type of person that you're fighting when they really don't give a shit about themselves and they're willing to die for this cause the difference was it was more iraq was pop shots you know around a corner or you're you're fighting blind because they'll remote detonate a bomb when it goes off the other one afghanistan is like they will run at least where i was they'll they'll f go right into your base and start attacking you they'll have a v-bid vehicle born ied blow up the fr uh the front gate and then just start charging in like you're going old school militia and it's it's nuts um that that's the biggest difference that i saw personally between iraq and afghanistan but again it's everybody's going to have kind of different stories um, on their deployments the challenge is the the terrain and based on where you're located in afghanistan winter months are going to be a lot less as deadly and then spring summer pretty bad yeah no that's uh yeah, it's, that's some that's some good context in the area and like the difference between the two. Um, we were, uh, you know, just out of the loop as a family of exactly where where he's located. So just to understand the different, you know, kind of threats that he deals with on a daily basis, just, you know, it makes it you pray that they return home safely. But, it, you know, kind of makes you respect uh, everything they're dealing with a lot more, puts things in perspective here at home. So, um just to kind of not that I want to continue or, or stray away too far from that path, but you kind of have talked a lot about the the, the different challenges you faced over there um, and the different threats. Uh, obviously, right now you run Redline Steel. How has your military experience helped prep you for the the combat on the day to day of being an entrepreneur and a business owner? Yeah, so I love that question, and I I would say like without the military, I wouldn't be where I'm at today. I think that it instilled a lot of just core values that we've been able to put directly into my business, Redline Steel, from uh, the type of leadership that I want to hire and make sure that um, we lead from the front and we're not above it. Um, in the military, I got to learn uh, from some incredible leaders and I had some shitty ones too. And both taught you something. Both taught me what I don't want to be like. I don't want this type of person that's toxic in my environment, in my leadership group. Um, and then it taught me the opposite of, let me take these characteristics and traits and apply them to my business. Uh, so I would say, you know, just from a, a military like combat side is, it's kind of fight or flight. That's entrepreneurship, that's business. Like highs, lows, beyond ground level lows. Are you gonna charge you know, into whatever's coming your way or are you going to uh, hide? You know, The first challenge that comes at you, that's really gonna be the determining factor if you're successful or not. Can you overcome that obstacle? Can you combat that challenge? 
Can you think outside of the box to make sure that that fight or flight mode, survival mode is 100% like um, there? Because as an entrepreneur, it's whatever it takes mentality. If that means I've got to work seven days a week with fourth quarter coming around the corner, no weekends off till probably January, I'm willing to do that. I'm willing to sacrifice just like your brother is over overseas right now. He's willing to sacrifice for a bigger cause. He's willing, I'm willing to sacrifice um, everything for a much larger cause uh, and, and, and really just crafting something from concept to reality for me has been a humbling and fun journey and experience. Um, like I volunteered for all of my tours of duty. I volunteered right as an entrepreneur to start my own company, but without the help of other people. I didn't go and get a board of advisors. I didn't go and bring on uh, venture capital funding. Um, I've bootstrapped everything to where it is today. And that's just been uh, from a massive leap of faith and not being afraid to take on anything that comes my way. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, I would imagine without, uh, I mean, having that military experience and that, you know, get through, survive at all costs it has, has paid dividends uh, while, while starting and running Redline. Yeah, it has, man. And, and, it, and it makes you that much stronger. I think when you can look back and say, I made it through this, I can make it through anything. It's, it's like, uh, it's an identity shift. It's a mindset shift that uh, is taught over time. Because as you get older, you're endured with more challenges. Doesn't even have to be entrepreneurship. It's just life. You know, life kicks you in the balls. What are you going to do? You're just going to sit on the floor and suck it up, or you're going to go grab some ice and drink water, drive on, rub some dirt in it. So, like, yeah. No, I got a question for you, though, man. Uh, So, let me ask you this If you were to die tomorrow, what do you want to be remembered for? Oh man, that's a, that's a great question. Um, I, I would say I, I'd, I'd want to be remembered for the way in which I approached every day uh, of my life uh, in, in the idea of service, kind of similar to the, I'm sure it's similar to the military background, but um, I have a little bit of a law enforcement background and that was the first passion just through uh, injuries and surgeries, wasn't able to kind of pursue that. Um, but I've always grown up in a civil service family and I found, uh, marketing, which is what I'm doing right now to kind of fill that gap for me in that idea of helping serve other people and help them achieve their dreams. Um, that's kind of what helps me sleep at night. And I, I kind of take that approach to every aspect of my life, whether it be, uh, you know, my career, uh, my new wife, um, just, just everything. I, I try to always be in service to others. Cause I know one of the biggest lessons that I was taught in law enforcement and, and that police Academy I was in is if I, took care of the person next to me and they in turn took care of me, I never had to take care of myself. Um, and I totally believe that to be true. Um, I think we've actually talked before on the idea that, um, you give more than you receive and everything, you know, will, will come back to you. Um, and that's kind of how I approach life. And that's what I'd like to be remembered for. Amen, brother. I love it. Well, thanks for being on the show. Appreciate it. Rob Perry, uh, the marketing guru, also incredible at Facebook ads. And uh, yeah, thank you for all you do. I know from 
uh, a service standpoint, you know, he was on his honeymoon and he was still uh, reaching out to me to make sure that everything's good to go. So, man, I appreciate you and thanks again for being on the show. 100%. I appreciate it too. Thanks, brother. All right, guys, if you got value from this episode and you loved it, then do me a solid favor. If you haven't already, be sure to leave us a five-star review. It's a simple ask and it helps us spread our show to so many new viewers. If you also got value from this and you wanna see it on video, go to our YouTube channel, Colin Wayne. You'll see the show, Colin with Colin. Every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, a brand new episode is here just for you. If you want to be on the show, go to invite.millionairecreator.com and you could potentially be on the show. Lastly, if you got value from this and want to share it with your friends and family members, we'll be randomly selecting those that tag us and posting it across my social channels. So thanks again for your support. We look forward to seeing you on a future episode of Colin with Colin. You're listening to Call In with Colin.